guys, welcome to episode four of In the Round Podcast. I'm again joined by Dave, Carl, Elliot, and Paddy. How are we doing, boys? All good? All good, pal. Doing good, uh, good, good, good. Ideal, ideal. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about England's best eleven. Gareth Southgate has uh, come out and named his 26-man squad for the World Cup qualifiers. But our discussion today is that we're all going to be unanimous. Yeah, I couldn't say the word. Unanimously deciding on the best 11 if we make the Euro final. Yes. So, what formation are we going, boys? 4-3-3, 4-4-2? Um, without thinking, I've just thought, what's like the most even formation that I can fit in the players? I've gone for 4-3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Same here. I've gone for 4-3-3 three, three as well. Yeah, cool. We'll go for 4-3-3. Three, three. Yes. <laughs> just Elliot. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Disclaimer, I am not as adept at football as these people. <laughs> You'll learn a lot today, mate, I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay. Got a lot today. So, the three goalkeepers that uh, Southgate has announced is uh, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnstone, and Nick Pope. Boom. So, uh, Patrick, Okey-dokey. Out of the three, who would you choose as your goalkeeper? Just Sam Jones- Johnston. I just love his inspiration and how well he's... <laughs> no, definitely not Sam Johnston. No, no disrespect to Sam Johnston. He's had a good season with Sheffield United for how bad they've been. He's done well. But for me, I would choose Dean Henderson. I think he's had a great season so far, taking over the Hayes place of Man U. Comes with a lot of pressure. And I just think he's, had, he's, he's played very well. Statistically, he looks like he's been having a good season as well. Like, you know, beforehand... Not even looking at statistics, you see him in the in the goal and how well he does, and you kind of get an idea for it. And you hear you, you hear the Man U fans all rave about him, but looking at statistics, it seems to you know prove it as well. He's making at least about three saves per game. Uh, he's making basically a third of those in the penalty box, and the other two thirds outside the penalty box. So he's doing he's doing bloody good, put it that way. But. Yeah, I'd say for me, Dean Anderson, he's come through Man United very well. Just takes over Nick Pope for myself, but I hear Dave's got a very good, compelling argument about that. So, Dave, tell me, yeah. who are you going to have? Is it so Nick Pope, I'm, mark? Uh, Yes, it is going for Nick Pope. How did you know? Um, no, yeah. listen, Dean Henderson, I think <laughs> in the long run, he's going to be a much better goalkeeper than Nick Pope's going to end up being. But I just don't think that you can take Nick Pope uh, you can take Dean Henderson as your number one England choice over Nick Pope at the moment. And the reason for that is um, everyone's been talking about how great Dean, Dean Henderson's been playing. Dean Henderson's only started the last three Premier League games for Manchester United. And yes, he may have done very, very well in those three games. Um, but the fact of the matter is Nick Pope, even though Burnley aren't as big as Manchester United, Nick Pope has been starting every single game from the start of the season to the end of the season. Um and I just think if you want to be the England's number one choice goalkeeper, you have to at least establish yourself as the number one goalkeeper at your club. And yeah, okay, some people might say as well, well, he's going against David De Gea. This isn't the David De Gea of, you know, five years ago where he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. This is the David De Gea who's incredibly error prone at times. Yeah. Uh, the David De Gea who let in six goals against Tottenham. Oof. I know. He couldn't pick a worse team, really. <laughs> I let that one slip. So this you, is man. why I'm going England's number one choice, Joe Hart. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Daniel James? <laughs> All right, Nick Pope. What about you, Carl, mate? 
I'm I'm with Dave on this. I got to sing Nick Pope. Um, I think Burnley haven't had the greatest seasons, comparison to last season anyway. Currently fifteenth in the table. But Nick Pope has been the standout player for me for Burnley this season. Been absolutely superb. Anderson was for me arguably Sheffield United's best player last season when he was there on loan at Bramble Lane. But this season hasn't had a look in apart from the occasional Europa League and Cup game. And okay, yeah. I, I just think if he was a regular if he was a regular for Man United this season and David Hay was number two, there would be no question in my mind Dean Henson would be number one. Uh, Sam Johnson, I don't know a great deal about him at the moment, although I did see his performance against Chelsea yesterday or the day before. I thought he was fantastic for them. Yes. Yeah. We just me, know he's better than Pickford. I think that, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think, I mean, he's not English, but I think Kepa Ariza Balaga is better than Jordan Pickford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pickford That's Agenda painful. podcast. And, yeah, and I don't say that lightly. Um, so for me, that question, I've got to go with Nick Pope. Although, had uh, Dean Henson been a regular at Old Trafford, it'd be a different story. Oh, yeah. If Dean Henderson was Man United's number one, he gets in no questions asked. But uh, I was actually surprised. actually surprised he isn't the number one right. goalkeeper at Man United this season. George, did you say it's Sam Johnstone? Yeah. Oh, that's the West Bromwich Albion goalkeeper, lads. Yeah, I did, I did say. But that was a Sheffield United one. Yeah, I thought that was as well. No, no, the, yeah, the Sheffield United goalkeepers, um, isn't it? No, I was about to say Carl Darlow, then, but that's Newcastle's goalkeeper. Um, he was he was at Bournemouth last season, and he done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, there confused, and... I've confused it, the Sheffield him with the Sheffield United goalkeeper who's Ramsdale. Okay. Ramsdale. 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 That's him. Yeah. Well, well, looking at Sam Johnstone playing for West Brom, he's played all their <laughs> Premier League so far. And in fact, here's a fun statistic. Uh, averaging per game, he makes four saves. Um, 0.4 within the six yard, 2.1 in the penalty area, 1.5 outside the box, with an average rating of 6.66. But the main thing is, he's making about four saves average. Nick Pope, averaging is 3.6 saves per game. And Dean Henderson is averaging 2.8 saves per game. So in fact, in fact, Sam Johnstone has the best uh, record this year. Um, Dean Henderson was the worst out of those three, and then Nick Pope is kind of like, you know, he's just off Sam Johnstone, but he's a bit more consistent. I think. I, I do Better think you do have to give a massive, massive caveat though that um, I mean, Sam Johnstone's playing for West Brom, so the yeah. quality of the defence that he's going to have in front of him is not going to yeah. be as good as. Okay, maybe yeah, it is definitely. as good as United's defence, but uh, <laughs> although, you know, um, although we did a few minutes ago say he was part of Sheffield United, who are agree a worse defence than West Bromwich Albion. True, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at um, just some ratings as of late, and he's been given for his last five games: six point four, seven point nine, six point three, seven point nine five, seven point one, and seven point one. You know, quite quite high ratings. Nick Pope's last five are what. 6.96, 6.4, 5.8, and 7. And Dean Henderson, 7. 7.6, 6.6, 7.1, 7.3, 6.9. So it's Dean Henderson of late and Sam Johnston are looking good. But Nick Pope has obviously got that long season kind of performance where he's been doing well. And like you said, um, Carl, Sam Johnston's obviously a West Bromwich Albion goalkeeper with, you know, I don't want to slam the defenders, so I'll just say the defenders in general. 
you know, who probably aren't as high quality as Burnley, who obviously are like a tower to get past, especially when they're at home. They're awfully defensive and, you know, very hard to score against. And then you've got Man United who are, you know, not having their best season, but they've still got high profile defenders. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Does Henderson have a big white pointy hat that could be really good for, you know, stopping goals going in? Tell you what, that, I didn't Whereas think Pope, about that. For Pope, you know, he's got a big old... Look for our audience to decide. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, boys, who, who would we go for That's then? Much oh, shit, sorry, George. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm <laughs> trusting you get George, it, George this is going to be a very unbiased decision. Yeah, well, so we've got two votes for Pope, one vote for Henderson. Henderson. Eddie, who are you going for, mate? Cope, because the hat's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got Eddie done this call. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, being a United fan, I would... Oh, here we go. Hang on, I'm going to check. Uh, <laughs> being a United fan, I would obviously would love to have Dean Henderson as number one. Um, what? I do agree with Dave when he said, you know, you need to be playing regularly for your club. Mm. to be England's number one, you know. Yes, Dean Henderson is a very, very good goalkeeper, and if, in a few years he will be England's number one, there's no doubt about it. But for right now, playing in a Euro final, we need someone with a lot of experience. Um, so I would I would go Nick Pope, to be honest. That's so I think, I very think good. the boys have it. I think Nick Pope is who we'd choose unanimously as the goalkeeper. Here, so so tally yeah. that down. Somebody, somebody, write that down on a piece yeah. of paper. Nick Pope, got a list up. There we go. Nick Pope, you're in goal. So moving on, the full backs, the left back. Let's start. Actually, George, go on then. So, oh, okay. Um, you never really have that many left backs. Um, are you mad? Do you not remember Kieran Gibbs? <laughs> Is he still playing? <laughs> For West Brom, I think. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so they've announced, uh, we selected Ben Shearwell uh, mm. and Luke Shaw. The only two that I can see that are naturally in the right. uh, But I know Kieran he has played there a few times. Mm. Um, so they're only really the sort of left-back options we have. Um, I mean, personally, personally, I'd... I'd say my starting left back out of the two would be Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. But I've put down here honourable shouts Chua because Chua has had a great season. Obviously, Tuchel, two, two two whatever his name is, he's come in and he's got Marcus Alonso back, you know, playing some games for Chelsea. But Chua's a great player. But for me, Luke Shaw is just, every time I talk to a United player, it's just, they just somehow slip in a few sentences about Luke Shaw and how well he's grown. Yeah. <laughs> how he's come a long way. Yeah. Fair, like looking at him in games, he is, he's he is sharp. He's sharp. He's quick. He's brute. He's a little bastard. You won't want to get a tackle with him. No, I mean the kind of the kind of defenders I want are the ones that you're scared of. And for me, I'm, I'd be more scared of Luke Shaw rather than Chilwell. Yeah, I mean, ever since we signed Alex Tellez, I think that's sort of woken him up a little bit too. Because there's no one really, especially for United, there's no one that has been challenging Luke Shaw as a left back. He's, he's always been our go-to. But yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely stepped up, and I, I like sorry to cut in there, Pads, but I, I I'm going to go for Luke Shaw as well, and that's not going to be a bias. Yeah, well. that's fair. Very, very that's all right. Player, but I'm going to go for for Luke Shaw. I'm going to actually go for Ben Chilwell myself personally. Now I think Luke Shaw 
he's had a fantastic season. He really, really has. Um, but I just I look at Ben Chilwell. Uh, I think he offers, in terms of his all around game, I think he offers a bit more. Um, going forward and defending, if you combine it, I think Ben Chilwell does offer that little bit more um, in total, which is why I've got to go for him. But I wouldn't be upset if Ben Chilwell or Luke Shaw started, to be fair, because I think Luke Shaw's been fantastic. I just think Ben Chilwell's probably been really consistent this season. And I think even during, you know, when uh, it was all going wrong for Lampard, I believe Chilwell was probably one of the few players who was still consistently putting in good performances. Um, So, uh, yeah, Danny Rose. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, no, Ben Chilwell, definitely Ben Chilwell for me. Yeah, Carl? Um, Okay, fair enough. Um, I will go with Luke Shaw again. Luke Shaw again. Yep. Nice. For me. Who, who would have thought that there was a Tottenham fan and a Chelsea fan, and the Tottenham fan is the one who goes for Chilwell? Well, <laughs> I think Ben Chilwell was a regular under Frank Lampard, and he was a, one of the standout plays during this season when Lampard was manager. It hasn't, he hasn't had much of a look in lately because Tuchel has gone back to wing-backs, which we had predominantly under Antonio Conte's time. And Marcus Alonso... I've said before he is a dreadful left back, but an excellent wing back, and that's and for me, I think he is he's the reason why he's getting picked over Ben Chilwell. Luke Shaw turnaround for him in the last few years has been outstanding. This season, especially, he just seems to more and more you hear about him, he's the praising just seems to be going through the roof. So performance, yeah. so based on performance and. See, it's torn between two based on performance. I'd have to go with Luke Shaw. Okay, I think I, I still stick by my point, which is I think of for my defenders, who the fuck do I really not want to come against? And for wing backs, I want nasty wing backs. And for me, Luke Shaw is just a nasty, like you know, he's probably a real nice guy. But if if he slides into a tackle, I am jumping over that. Yeah. I am not getting tangled in a tackle with that guy. Whereas Chilwell, I feel like, looks quite posh and quite nice. You know, if he slowed him for a tackle, he'd probably <laughs> apologise halfway through. People are like, sorry about this. And, you know, it's less intimidating. Seems like a nice chap. <laughs> Elliot, what about you, mate? Good force laugh, George. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot? He's been there? taken by a bunch of Southampton youths. Elliot, your, mute's, your mic's muted. Attack him. Oh, and he's gone. Well, let's left the chat. I could speak for him, and he said Paddy had a great point with Luke Shaw, and I believe we should yeah. also pick Luke Shaw. <laughs> oh, Elliot! He's back, but still on mic's muted still. Your mic's muted. You just have to click the unmute button. Message oh, sorry, he's talking to me. I'm just there talking. he is. That's all right. My comment is if you warm up a chilled well, You'll be shoring it out. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Elliot, sure, Chilwell. Let's just say Luke Shaw. <laughs> I, I said Luke Shaw. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, Luke Shaw. I hope it's coming through. Is it coming through? Okay, yeah, it's going through. Yeah. All right, Luke Shaw is at left back. So World Cup finals, you've got Pope and goal and Luke Shaw left back. Cool. This is going to prove interesting. Move on to the right back. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. We have Reese James, <sighs> Kieran Trippier, or mm-hmm. Carl Walker. Okay. That's tough. That that's Ooh. who's taken obviously to the Euro qualifiers. For me, it's none of those. Yeah. I would oh. personally pick Aaron Wambasaka. Boom! There he is. Loves to get oh, forward. Good shout! I didn't even think of him. Literally, yeah. Loves to get forward, but the main thing is the main thing I see him do is just absolutely crunch players, and he's so quick. But he's such a good tackler. He's such a good tackler, and for me, it would just be someone who you just can't get past. And yes, he can get forward in attack, and he might not be as quick as Kyle Walker, and he might not have the free kicks like Trippier, which, by the way, big up Trippier. One of the best moments of my life was when I scored that free kick against Croatia. But for me, right now, it's someone who's got that real kind of mean factor right now, and it's Aaron Wambasaka, beast, absolutely great right back. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he was... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to I, Paddy, you, you've stolen the words from me. Wampasaka, no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. So Do you know what? I was going to go with Trippier because I was thinking uh, if it's a if it's a final, I think maybe Trippier's experience, um, you know, might take him over the edge. You know, but I think actually you sold me on. Aaron Wambasaka, yeah. I just think he'd be, he's an absolute beast. And to be fair, for England's long term future, you have to get more players in situations like this anyway. So it's going to benefit England in the long run. Because Kieran Trippier is what, 29 now? And how old is Wambasaka? He's quite young. Yeah, he's quite young. And I think, I mean, Trippier is good. He's good. I'd, I'd have him on the bench, but he's not. He's not a player where if you don't play him, England's going to be massively worse off. So I think it's worth the trade-off in getting a player who's a little bit younger and maybe a bit more inexperienced for England's long-term... Mm. Here, uh, here, we go. here we go. He's 23 years old. Yeah, yeah, there we go then. So I just want to bring up a couple yeah, of yeah, yeah, I'm sold. That was an easy one. What, well. what about you, Andrew? Did you ask me? Yeah. Yeah. What, yep. what's, what's your view on Aaron Wambasaka right back? Do you agree, or would you rather have someone else? Might as well go for the younger kid. And if you know he doesn't perform well, you can just Wambasaka. Okay, we'll make it a bit more difficult then. Which of the, uh, the three right backs are you dropping uh, in the squad entirely to accommodate Wambasaka? Um, I mean, Ooh. you've got. I don't know. You Ooh, didn't say about Trippier a... being quite old. <laughs> <laughs> or is that Ujic? Mate, Walker's wild bold if you want to go with hairline. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Kyle Walker, just dreadful hairline, needs to get out the squad. It's all about presentation. There's a few. Who's going to get that Gillette advert? Because I was going to go for. Um, I was going to say Wamba Saka as my right back. Um, but you, you're forgetting the likes of like uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, who's been consistently a solid uh, right back, but hasn't been performing as of late. 
Um, yeah, I, he's not been performing. He's not been performing really much this whole season. I'm not gonna lie. No, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, unless he's, he's playing young, Spurs. He's, 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 yeah, he's young as hell, and he's got a great future. He's already won the bloody Champions League in the Premier League. But I think right now, in terms of form, Wambasaka takes it for me comfortably. But oh, yeah, yeah. you know, if if in the latter half of this season, um, you know, if if uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold performs again and gets, you know, up to his standards, then holy crap, him over it. But right now, Basaka. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing you know against, I'm not against <laughs> it. I'm just bringing up that um, Trent, you know, is, is an honourable mention because he is solid. You've also got the likes Definitely, of yeah. Aaron Creswell. He's one for the future. Yep, Aaron Creswell. Aaron Creswell's not one for the future. He's not ancient. Future, he's, he's an honourable mention, Dave. Oh, I thought he said one for the future. No. <laughs> if, if, if we're talking horrible mentions, actually, I got a yeah. great mention for a left back, and that's Matty Target. I was just about to say Matty Target. He's 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 on my list as well. He's he's had a great season yeah. with uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. Do you know what the problem is? Is England's got really really good fullbacks, and then when you hear their centre back options, you think, "Fucking Christ." Yeah, so this is this is what I was going to talk about because Dave, you said like which sort of uh, right backs would you take out to accommodate Wan Saka? You're looking at Carl Walker. Yeah, he's he's pretty rapid, but when England played the back three, he was a solid ass centre back. So you could transition Carl Walker into a back three centre back and free up the spot for Wan Saka to come in. That's what I'm going to suggest. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm guessing we're all. Unanimously decided on Wan Bissaka as the right back. Yeah, no, definitely Wan Bissaka yep. right back. Sure. Wan Bissaka definitely. Wan So, so far we've got Nick Pope in goal, Luke Shaw left back, and Wan Bissaka right back. Yes, that was good. Moving on to the centre backs. Uh, the centre backs that Southgate has announced for. 26-man squad are Connor Cody, Eric, Big Eric Dyer, who's a piece of shit. Boo! Boo yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dyer. How does Eric Dyer get in that team? I have no Literally, idea. man looks like an absolute alien. Have you seen the size of his head? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan because like, at the start of the season, he was one of the best centre-backs in the league. <laughs> he has been... No, he, at the start of the season, <laughs> at the start of the, the season, he was... At the start of the season, Bro. the form he was in, he was incredible. Now, he has Bro. been absolute dog shit. Absolute dog shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Eric, uh, if you're listening to this, please know that we are criticising you with love. Yeah. I'm not. Get out <laughs> of my team. Uh, <laughs> I can't speak for Dave, though. And then we also have um, Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings. Mm. Uh, and that's it. Okay. Well, John Stones not in there. No. I don't know if he's injured or something. Sorry, sorry, John Stones. Yeah, John Stones is in the team. I'm gonna say what the fuck. Absolutely. John Stones absolutely. Because if we look at that centre backs, that's my number one. That's going to the final. Yeah. John motherfucking Stones. What a centre back. His win rate at the moment stands at a ludicrous ninety-one percent. He's really, really helped. Like been like instrumental in Manchester City's turnaround this season as well. Massive. Massive. He's been an absolute I, I, I'd say. 
Yeah, it, it, he, he's been absolutely insane this season. Um, Many people thought that his career at City was finished when they signed Nathan Ake. And Nathan Ake, I think, Nathan Ake's only played six league games this year. He's been injured. Sorry, Dave? I think he's going to interject, and then he got nervous. <laughs> no, I'm looking at no, a report here about, about John Stones. Um, what is it here? I just, I just had it on there. Yeah, so, um, in the City have only conceded a mere six goals with John Stones on the pitch in the Premier League this season. Average of one per 270 minutes. Wow. Only Raul Jimenez, Callum hudson Adoy, Mo Salah, Antonio, Bruno Fernandes and Luke Shaw found the net against City when Stones was playing. Jesus. It can't be that Wait, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's just a case of as well. Like, obviously, Ruben Diaz is going to get all the plaudits um, because he is their shiny new centre back. But um, yeah, I just think that John Stones has been incredible this season. Yeah, so I'm he's had a very good season. Guessing we're all choosing John Stones as one of the centre backs then. Definitely yeah, has to be the first centre back that goes into the team. Yeah. I mean, looking at his rating as well, like his overall rating this year from all the games he's played. He's got a 7.09. It's the highest out of the other players who basically, you know, should go. Yeah. But it's it's just he's just done bits for Matt, for Man City, and it shows it shows it in the stats as well. Not just the results, but also the stats. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the second centre back, um, I want to bring out uh, honourable mention because he's not obviously on, on the thing. Is Chris Smalling? Um. <laughs> Uh, he's been tearing it up at Roma. Like he's been so good at Roma. Has he actually? He's been incredible. This has season. he actually? Yeah. Is, is that so? I'm, I'm not incredible. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. No, I want to. I want to hear it, George. How good has he been? Incredible. He's been okay. Do you know what? I can't believe that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I've not seen Roma this season, but last season he was really, really good at Roma. So if he's as good as he was last season, then yeah, he definitely deserves to be an honourable mention. Yeah, I mean, I'd stand by that. We're taking your word on this, George. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not choosing him to be uh, the partner against John Stones, but I think he deserves some sort of credit. Uh, okay, he definitely deserves to be in there ahead of Eric Dyer. I think fucking okay. anyone, anyone should be in there over Eric Dyer. Right, I've got since we're doing honourable mentions, my honourable mention. As a very non-biased Arsenal fan, is Rob Holding? No chance. Mm. So no. for me, reason reason why Rob Holding is every time he's he's played for us on the team, I've literally gone, I've I've, I've put him on. I do. I like seeing Holding at the back. Him and Gabriel as a pair is excellent. But just Holding's game, he's confident. He plays forward passes. He's not he's not shy to play that the dangerous pass, and he's not shy to run forward. His actual game as a defender for attacking all that is incredible. If we come down to stats, okay, once again, because I want to be the statistic guy right now. Um, overall, his games he's played, 27 games, compared to Chris Smalling's 17. Tackles per game, he's getting 1.4. Chris Smalling's getting 0. 0.6. All right? So let me just tell you that for a start. Fucking look at the tackles on the lad. Then if we're looking at clearances, he's getting 3.9 clearances per game compared to Chris Smalling's 2.7. He's doing bits. Stat wise, he's, he's all he's stat wise. He's so much better than what people lead on to be, and because he's Rob Holding and he's 
he's always had this kind of like negative aura around him. Every time I mentioned Rob Holding, everyone's like, really? Mate, I think he's played excellent for Arsenal this year. I think he's played absolutely excellent, uh, as shit as we've been. He's played bloody good. And I'll definitely have him as an honorable mention. Yeah. 100%. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't realise he had so many good stats about him, to be fair. Elliot? Any honorable mentions, Owls? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard that, English right. players? You get nothing. Any honourable mentions? No. No? No. Um, well, I can think of the top of my head. No worries. So, and I get slated. Yeah, Carl and Dave. No honourable mentions, guys. Come on. I was going to say the concert. No, I, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm I, refusing to take Rob Holding. I take Dyer over Holding. Oh, mate. You have no idea about football. Right, George, moving on. <laughs> no, no, so, got away, I got away with that. So, out of... Uh, I'm coming for you next, Carl. I, I knew it. <laughs> so, out of Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings, or John Stones, who would you choose? Maguire. Yeah, Maguire. Maguire. Maguire and Stones. He's, he's yeah. played the games. He's got the experience. Statistically, I've got him up in front of me. He's actually statistically solid for Man U so far, apparently, even though he's had, he's had some donut games. Yeah. I can't lie. Not much, not much of a looker, though, is he? Not much of a looker. I'll tell you what, Elliot. That's a great point. Why is he not... Like, we need a good-looking Arsenal... Like, Arsenal? We need a good-looking England player. Like, he ain't getting... And he ain't Colo Quali's just got such a good full forehead on him, you know what I mean? Like, if you saw that in defence, you'd be like, fucking hell, he's going to win a header, isn't he? <laughs> Plus, he kind of looks like the lead thing of maybe... What's that? <laughs> maybe, that's his, uh, maybe that's his tactic, to just look like he's not going to do well. Well, I'll tell you what, Colo Quali, he looks like the main singer from Alien Ant Farm. Get this up, lads, if you're on your computers. If you're on your computers... <laughs> if you're oh on your computers if you're on your computers, get up in an app form. Think of like new, you know, movies. That means video. We have the shave middle part. That means head. And also, someone get Connor Quali on the phone. I want, I want to talk to him and ask him if he can shave the middle of his head so he can look like the exact guy from in app form because he, he is a stunning like image. The movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's without jokingly, you know, going on tangents. Harry Maguire, I think most of us said, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Just that sort of thing. Our defence. I'm here for tangent. Nick Pope in goal. Luke Shaw left back. John Stones, Maguire centre backs, and Aaron Wambasaka right back. Are we all happy with that? And just to return, yeah. yep. And just to return to the previous tangent as well. Join us next week where we will be discussing the most attractive Premier League eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, no such okay. thing. So I think we should take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll finish off our starting 11 with the three midfielders and three attackers. That sounds good. So, right then. Cool. See you in a few minutes. Awesome. Cool. See you in a back to the end around podcast in the first half we decided on our goalkeeper left back right back and center backs uh, but now we're going to move on to the midfield 
So yes. the midfield options we have uh Jude okay. Hayden, Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, and James Ward Prowse. So we have to three of these because we've decided on the uh the four three three formation. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought the idea is we're going to choose our three that we go to the final with. Oh yeah. Whether they're yeah, yeah. whether they're picked up for the Euros or not, the uh, World Cup qualifiers. But to to pick it off, um, my three midfielders I'd have uh, to say we get into the final of the Euros is Henderson from yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Phil Foden, and Jack Grealish. Yeah. Easily those three. Jack Grealish is just probably. Probably, it's hard to say as in best cams in the Premier League because you've got some incredible central midfielders like, like De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. But honestly, Grealish is, is up on that level for performance this year. Foden has just had one hell of a season for Man City. He's getting picked all the time. He's he's getting assists. He's playing good football. And then for me, Henderson is just that captain. He does well when, he, when he's in an England shirt. And I like him when he's in an England shirt. He performs very well. Yeah. But would you would you have Jack Grealish in the three midfielders, not as an attacker? No, I wouldn't. We'll get to the attacker in a second. You'll see why. But for me, I'd have Grealish in the midfield. If I was to take out one of the attacking midfielders for maybe more of a box to box, something more solid, yeah. my honourable shout is James Ward Prowse from Southampton. He has been fucking awesome this season. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're going to take out Kieran Trippier <laughs> for Aaron Bissaka, we need someone who's going to whack a free kick into the top corner yeah, with conviction. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. Ward Prowse hits a free kick as clear as I see it. Like, he is fucking class on a dead ball. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, I would go with Henderson also, Grealish also, and then it, depending on what kind of team we were playing, it would either be uh, Phil Foden or Declan Rice. And the reason I'm saying Declan Rice is, if, say, England's playing, you know, a team that's on paper so much better, like Germany or France, um, I think then you might just need to have um, Declan Rice in as that extra cover for the defence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, but it, it would really just be depending on which which team we're playing against. Ideally, I'd like to have Phil Foden in there as well, because I think his all-round game's better. But yeah. sometimes you just have to have that dirty shithousery player in. Yeah. I agree with you there, Dave. Definitely, yeah. That kind of vibe. What about yourself, Carl? The midfield was the one that I'm, I was struggling to think of the most because I'd love to, uh, John Henson would be an automatic starter for me. Okay. Um, and then there's three that stick out in my mind, as in, which would be Grealish. Odin, and he's going to sound biased, I know, but a decent amount as well. Yeah, fair enough. I've, he's been I've great this season for Chelsea. Been, he's been fantastic for Chelsea for both under both Lampard and Tuchel. To be the next Chelsea captain when Aspilicueta called to quit. Um, that's a tough one. That's I think he gets. I think Mason Mount gets a lot of stick as well, especially earlier on in the season because um, everyone was crying out for Grealish to play and was decrying uh, Mason Mount being continuously picked over him. But yeah. Mason Mount does uh, play a really good game. Yes, okay, maybe Jack Grealish has more impactful moments, but yeah. over the course of a game, Mason Mount's a solid player. Yeah. 
I'd say so. I'd say even if he's not on the starting team, he's someone I'd love to see on the bench. Hundred yeah. percent. He's a he's a great playmaker, man. And if he has a good rest of the season, then maybe he deserves to start. But yeah, I agree with you there, Carl. It is tough. Um, what about you, Elliot? Oh, sorry, George. That's right. I'll go last. Elliot? That's so bad of me. <laughs> Elliot, have you got any choices for midfield? James Ward-Prowse times three. Of course. <laughs> three James Ward-Prowse's, mate. We could dream. <laughs> that would be insane. All right, then. It's gonna, I'm going to have to go Henderson, Oden, and Mount. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go for Henderson, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, Again, I agree with Dave that if we are playing, I assume if we're in the final, we'll be playing a very, very good team. So mm. I'm going to throw in Declan Rice. Okay. Okay. Um, just because we need that support, he can sort of sit, sit back, uh, in between the two centre backs, and then, you know, pretty, pretty solid. And I will also put Grealish in. Uh, nice. Because you you do need that box to box. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to go for Declan Rice, Henderson, and Jack Grealish. Um, nice. Well, I think I think on average that means Henderson is a definite, Declan Rice is a definite, and also Grealish. I think on average, but yeah. then again, there's Rouse, who is for me such a choice, and obviously Elliot, biggest choice from Elliot. So it's like you got those kind of free midfielders, but then like it depends on form at the end of the season, who's looking good, and Ward Price could come in for Henderson. Potentially, if Henderson's still injured, and then Foden obviously can switch for Grealish. Yeah. But if we had to pick a three, Henderson's one we've chosen. Definitely. And I then think I Henderson walks be... in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be Grealish and Rice, isn't it, lads? Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you, Elliot. I'd love Ward Price to get in the team. I think he really deserves it. Yeah, I do as well. But the thing is, it's like. I, I just. Yeah, you just have to have Grealish there. But you, I, we'll get onto the attackers in a minute, but I wouldn't put. Greenish ahead of some of the attackers. Um, okay. But yeah, like I said, we'll get get to that in a second. So we all decided on Henderson, Declan Rice, and Jack Greenish. Yes, I'm yeah. happy with that. And just as an aside as well, I think Henderson should be captain over Kane. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Um, Henderson has, as much as I love Kane, I, I love that man. Um, Henderson has actually got experience of captaining a team to a Champions League final. He's got experience captaining a team to a Premier League. And Harry Kane's not even the captain at Spurs. Hugo Lloris says, yeah. and same argument that I'm going to have that I have for England's number one goalkeeper. I don't think you can captain your country if you're not even captain of your club. Yeah, I agree. That's a very good point. Yeah, very good point. And hence over the captain's armband then. Boom. Yeah. Cool. So, move over to the attackers. Right. Okay. Um, to be fair, like, I'm just going to, you probably won't, like, choose them, but the forwards that uh, Southgate's put forward is Calvert-Lewin, Kane, Rashford, Saka, Sterling, and Watkins. So, I think it's very good that Watkins has got a call up because he's been outstanding. Yes. Um, mm. he's, been, he's been excellent. For a Euros final, I don't think he'd be the number one choice. No. Um, mm. so... I think Kane would be an automatic I think, starter, wouldn't Yeah, he? I mean, Kane is one of two players in that in the England team who are a guaranteed start, the other being Henderson. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, personally, for me, yeah, as much as, obviously, I despise Kane, for England, he really does come forward and put us in great positions and get goals. He is... 
is that one person in the center of that three that just is a given? I think as well, you'd have to. Uh, he is arguably when you're talking about world classes in you know like top three players in the world in their position. He is the only player that England has who is in the top three in the world in their position. Yeah, he's he's a uh, um, he's he's quality. He is quality. It's, I can hear the pain in you having to say that. Yeah. I, don't feel feel that. I don't know if I'll put him as top three in the world. No. I think he's de- definitely top three striker in the world. No. Uh, the only the only striker I can think of who you can say is arguably better than him is Lewandowski. I can't think of another striker who you no, would I'll, put I'll, in ahead I'll of him. Like have, maybe Chiro Immobile, but I would literally have Ronaldo's toes over Harry Kane. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Ronaldo is not a striker. He's he is more. Now, mate. He's been playing up. He's been playing as the main striker for ages now. Yeah, mm. for years and years, mate. It's, but even it's... even then, it you know, it's top three. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I won't come as top three though. No, I, I, I just think I, I, he's had a good season. He's had an absolute great season. But for me, it's just I. I there's something about the guy just. Wouldn't put as a top three striker. I mean, top three strikers. You're looking at Ronaldo, Mbappe, and Lewandowski. They're they're top three in the world. Yeah, Mbappe play more on the right though at the moment. Uh, no. He's he's been playing in wider positions here and there, but if he, his main position is a striker, and he he is fucking shit hot, mate. Yeah. Then you got fucking Haaland. Oh my god. Harland's a shout, yeah. Harland and oh, Kane are quite a tough one. It's quite fifty fifty there because if you're looking at stats and all that, Kane is obviously banging them in, but. I just think Harlan brings so much more. Yeah. Oh, but but okay, go to England. Go to England. Kane, hundred percent, the English striker yeah. without a shadow. Of yeah. There's literally okay. So if we're looking at peripheral, three honourable mentions: Calvert Lewin, Bamford, and Watkins. Fucking excellent strikers for England. I mean, go bring up their stats again. Calvert Lewin, thirty-six games played, twenty-one goals. Watkins, thirty-one games played, twelve goals. And then Bamford, 29 games played and 14 goals. But also, And who would have thought that about Bamford? But also, assists. Watkins got three assists and Bamford's got six assists. And Cameron's got none. So if you're looking at actual goals, Bamford's only one behind uh, Cameron and Watkins is just six off the mark. But those three strikers just behind Harry Kane, they're, they are, what, 24 years old, 25 years old, and 27 for Bamford. So Bamford a bit older, but if you're looking at Watkins and Calvert-Lewin, for me, once once Kane passes his kind of prime and starts to slip down in a few years, could even be in two years, um, hopefully it's longer. Hopefully he's fucking banging him for us for a lot longer. Uh, but once that happens, for me, Ollie Watkins and Calvert-Lewin are the future of our main forwards, and I like the look of both of them. For me, Calvert-Lewin might just get the edge on on Watkins, but Watkins, as an Arsenal fan, fucking loves to score against us. <laughs> um, he, he is he is a fucking terrifying I person. As well, honourable mention to Danny Ings as well. Danny yeah. Ings, yes. Uh, definitely. He's had a great one. Surprised Ellie didn't mention that yeah, one. <laughs> when he's not injured. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Cool. So you heard that, Ings. Get better. Yeah. So without a doubt, uh, Harry Kane's our striker. He's on number nine. Number nine. So let's go with left winger. Um, left wing. So. All right. I've got a controversial one 
ish, well, controversial ish. I'm actually going to go for Rashford on the left, and I had to choose between Rashford and Sterling. And my argument is this, and again, Paddy might have some stats to contradict me on this one, but hypothetical situation, (laughs) right? It's 2 2. England are playing Germany in the final. It's the 93rd minute. The ball was hoofed up onto the left. And now the player who's our left-sided attacker is in a one-on-one situation with Neuer. Who are you going to trust more to slot that into the back of the net? Sterling or Rashford? Because Sterling, I, I, I know that they've scored the same amount of goals this season, but Sterling misses a lot more big chances than Rashford, which is why I think, and I think Rashford actually brings a little bit more to the game than Sterling does. He's got a few more assists, uh, if I remember correctly as well. Um, Dave, before we carry on, are you talking about Raheem Sterling for Man City? Or are you talking about Tyrone Sterling for Concord Rangers? Just want to make sure I get my point. Oh, Tyrone Sterling, obviously. <laughs> no, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Big up Tyrone Sterling if you're listening. Um, right, stat-wise, let me get into it for stats. I mean, I'm, I don't really need to because I think it's a given because I, I agree with you 100%. My left wing is also going to be Rashford because if I'm having someone cut in off, off the left and even if it's dribbling, for pace, for shooting ability mainly. Rashford, for me, is just England's... Like Obviously, Kane's kind of like our figurehead at the front. He is kind of the, the point on the arrow. He's going to score the goal, most likely. But you give the ball to Rashford, he's done bits this season in terms of mm. football ability and also off the pitch. All, all that he's done, he's, he's just been such an important figure for England. I think it would quite sum up a fantastic couple of years for him if he was to mm. get, get in the team, get the final goal, that guy is, he's been he's been incredible. He's been an absolute great player. Yeah. And for me definitely I'd have him. Carl. Carl. Still here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go Rashford. Okay, maybe not as controversial an opinion as I thought then. No. no. Mm. I'm, also, I'm gonna go Rashford. Yeah, I'm also gonna go Rashford. I just think if we're going back to what we said earlier about England not having a free kick taker, um, Rashford can do the job. He's every time I see Rashford start on the the right side of United starting eleven, he hasn't performed to his best of his ability. But when he's moved over to the left, he just becomes a completely different player, and I think that's his his perfect position. Mm. And again, yes, Raheem Sterling's a very good player, but like Dave said, he does bottle a lot of chances. Um, like you said, one on one, Rashford's shown a lot of composure. Um, he's got he's got more skill on the ball. Um, yeah, I just think there's no question it's got to be Rashford, and that's just not me saying it because I'm a Man United fan. Um, mm. I, well, it is really, isn't it? Oh. It, it is really. To, to bring up yeah, stats, is there any real need to say that? Well, to, to bring up even more stats. <laughs> so if you look, if we're looking at goals, assists, uh, shots per game, and pass success percentage. Rashford's pass success percentage is 81%. Raheem tops at 86%. So Raheem is a little bit of a better passer. However, shots per game, Rashford is up to 2.3 shots per game, whereas Sterling's on 1.9. So you're seeing there, he's getting in better positions for him to actually get a goal. If you're looking at goals, Rashford has 19 to Sterling's 14. Six of Rashford's come in the Champions League, whereas only one of Sterling's comes in the Champions League. And for me, that's a big factor. That's that's a tournament-style game that he's playing in. 
So you need to have a different mentality to scoring in those. You need to have a bit more kind of balls, in my opinion, a bit more mm. technical finishing. And the fact that Stones only got one compared to uh, Rashford's six is just night and day difference. Premier League, they both got nine goals, and then the rest of the goals are from like little competitions. But for me, Rashford is just a lot more clinical, a lot more deadly. And if I'm a defender and I've got to choose, who would I rather not have run of me? Um, honestly, I wouldn't like any either. <laughs> but, um, sounds very good. For me, if Sterling takes me, like, I, I kind of think my goalie might save it more compared to Rashford. If he gets past me, I just go, right, I fucked up. Uh, they're the reason they're, I'm the reason they're scoring because he got past me. I just feel like Rashford has that ability and it is on stat- on paper. He is a fucking finisher, mate. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we're all uh, unanimously voting on Rashford. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he also seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. He is a nice guy. I agree with you there, Elliot. Big him up. Um. Yeah. So the last position we have is the right winger. So you could pop in Sterling on the right wing. Um. If you wanted to put him in. Nah. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, there's no for Sterling on the right. I'm going for Jaden Sancho for my right wing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's one of my yep. favourite players at the moment. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, and I don't really see anyone taking this spot when he's if he's fully fit. I don't see anyone taking this spot, to be honest. No, definitely not. Sancho is a fucking excellent player. Absolutely excellent. However... If, if he is somewhat injured and he can't play and for whatever reason he is not starting, for me, honestly, the player behind him is Saka. Easily. Yeah. Bukayo Saka is... He has got a very bright future ahead of him. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that bright future isn't at Arsenal and he ends up going to like Real Madrid or something. Um but yeah, he's one hell of a player. Yeah, he is He is shit hot. And if for some reason Sancho isn't injured and he does get game time at the Euros and at, at the finals, and if, if we get to the final and he's chosen, my lord, I, I actually don't... I feel like he might get a bit in his head about it because it, it is an, an absolutely huge competition for a teenager to be in. But he plays with such maturity for Arsenal in, in games that... Like, every game really matters for us. He, he plays so well. And I could genuinely see him performing well in the Euros, but if Sancho is fully fit, then it's got to be Sancho. I just think as well on the the um, Sacco thing, the type of player he is, I actually think he would link up really, really well with Harry Kane as well. Um, Harry Kane like can also like hold the ball up and bring in Son into play, and Sacco he is a similar type of player to Son in some ways. Obviously, at the moment, he's not quite as good as Son, but he will be. Um, and I just think that would be a very, very deadly combination in the final if it came to it. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Cool. So, that's our starting 11. Fantastic. I'll go back through um, just so the listeners can sort of track what we've said. So, in goal, we have Nick Pope, Boom. Left back, Luke Shaw. Centre back, John Stones, partnered with Harry Maguire. Right back, we have Aaron Wan Basaka. Our three centre mids are Declan Rice, Jack Grealish, and Henderson. 
which is also our captain. Left wing, Marcus Rashford. Right wing, Jaden Sancho. And up front, we have Harry Kane. I love the sound of that. Now, on paper, that sounds like a fucking amazing team. Yeah, that does sound like a fucking mm. class team. And in these in these qualifiers coming up for the World Cup, our first match is this Thursday against San Marino. And honestly, if Saka doesn't start and get three goals, then I might have to rethink about what I just said. Yeah. But Do you know what? Yeah, I, I think for San Marino, you play your B team. Yeah, I want to see San Marino. I want to see Saka go now. I want to see Saka just have a great time. But I want yeah, to see San I want to see Ollie Watkins play as well. Oh, massively! I'd, I'd love him to get his cool up and get some time on the pitch, hundred yeah. percent. But um, oh Christ, I just lost it. Where is it? Um, yeah. So San Marino on Thursday. Uh, next Sunday after Albania away, and then on the Wednesday following that Poland. So you know, let's see how the players perform and see if we have the same views maybe in the future. Absolutely. Poland yeah, will be yeah. an interesting game. Poland yeah, will be very, very interesting. Should, Lewandowski should put in a good challenge against our defenders. That'll be a great game to mm. see. Like, yeah. You know, kind of it, see the thing play. is, as well, Poland, I think, is going to be a good measure of how we'll do in the Euros because I don't think Poland's going to win it, but they are going to be one of those teams who, you know, you expect to get to the quarterfinals. If they have a really good tournament, maybe the semifinals. Um, so if we can beat them, I would say then that we, you know, it it, it bodes well for us in the uh, yeah, yeah. puts a good stamp on our authority for sure. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Oh yeah. Right. Well, there we are. There's our ideal England eleven for the Euro final if we do make it, and I really hope we do. Hundred percent. Let's go, lads. Let's go. It's coming home. It's coming home. It is coming home. I, I bloody hope we perform well for for anyone listening and all that. I hope. You know, if you have any any ideas or any players you might have missed out on, or if you think our thoughts are completely fucking retarded, um, actually, I can't say that. Make sure you click that out, George. Um, for all our listeners, if you for all our listeners, if you think our thoughts are you know a bit wrong and we're missing out on some players, and you know we're not we're not making the smartest decisions, then please let us know. But honestly, I think that is the team that we should have in the final. Sure. And if you're curious to see what Carl's uh, Welsh team for the Euros would be, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm logging off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good talking to you guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time on the podcast, everyone. See you later. Yeah, everyone. Take uh, care. Peace. Bye.